Right now, a future president could be running as a local candidate on your ballot. This person is vying to represent you, your family, and your community. Do you know what they are and what they stand for? Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased, up-to-the-minute election information on the candidates running in local races. Just enter your address to get started. Your vote is your power, the power to decide who represents you in 2022 and beyond. Get online, get the facts, and make your voice heard on election day. Moses, bro, that was the fastest three minutes. Yeah, well, I wanted, I hung up on you by accident. Oh, okay. And I wanted to make sure that you understood that I'm here for you. Oh, copy you. Roger, Roger. Gotcha, bro. So, as any other public servant, ask any question that you wish. I have no, there are no uh, boundaries. Dig it, dig it. Well, where we're starting with everybody is uh, I'm giving giving everybody who answers back the fair chance to just do a little introduction, lightly talk about uh, what's inspired you to take up your campaign, what you intend to do with it, and then how to be in touch with you. And then hopefully if you have a good time, then we come back in about a month and talk more story. Fantastic. Right on, bro. So let's get right to the top because we only got so much time. For everybody who may know you, don't know you, or could know you, what's your name and what are you running for, bro? My name is Moses Pasquitz, a.k.a. Momo. I'm running for the governor of the state of Hawaii for the election year of 2022 under the Republican Party. Dig it, dig it. Uh, we've actually talked to a couple other Republican candidates, one for governor, a couple for uh, some other places, but... Uh, I, I gotta say, you're you're the the first one that that sounds a little excited to be running for governor. Uh, the other guys seemed a little winded about it. Well, they don't have a passion to serve the people, so why? My job is to serve you, Kavika, and make sure that you and your family and your friends are safe and happy. That's what public service means. It doesn't mean like, oh, bro, I want to make sure that I get this kind, you know, I get this or I get that. 
a public servant is exactly what he does. He serves the public. So you hear the the enthusiasm in my voice. You hear the the potential of what we could do all together. You have to have conviction. It's not a sermon. It's just a, you know, it's it's words of dedication. Yes, yes. I uh, I feel that in the modern era of the new post-TV age social media candidate, we've kind of created this, uh, I don't know if you're like a, a a wrestling fan, but like, to me, it kind of feels like it's a little kfab right now with politicians. Like, it's more show than actual go, you know? Well, absolutely. <laughs> you think that's the way it has been here in Hawaii for the last 59 years? Yeah. Whatever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Kapika, the challenge is, is I think that, one, the Hawaiian people who are indigenous to the lands, they realize that this we will not be shoved in the corner, we will not put, be put aside, we will have our voice. And I think that the common people of the visitors and the people who are Kaima'ina, so to speak, I was born here, but not raised here. We we just as public people see. Wait a minute, you guys is BS. Is it, you can't even see your guys only BS, and it's mm-hmm. so plain and simple. Mm-hmm. So let's scale it back from right now, and let's take a little journey backwards for the folks who don't know you. So, what 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 built Moses Paskowitz to become the potential gubernatorial candidate? Well, I don't want to be the candidate. I want to be the governor. All right. Okay, let's start with that. Second of all, my father, Dr. Dorian Pasquitz, my father, came to Hawaii in 1939 to go surfing with Duke Hanamoku and his friends before he entered Stanford University. So fast forward all the way forward in 1959, after his 58, after his second tragic divorce, he used to live at the Pacific Club, and they asked him, uh, Rear Admiral Radcliffe said, you know, Dorian, we're giving a stake next year. I think that you should run as our governor. And my dad says, gentlemen, I'm a, I'm a surfer. I'm not a, a politician. So standing to his right was Bill Quinn. Well, Bill, I guess you're our man then. So my dad had an opportunity to be the governor of the state of Hawaii, but he'd rather serve the people of Hawaii as a doctor. He came back as a Stanford doctor, Madam Cum Laude, and always tended the Beach Boys, always tended anyone who needed help. The reason why I'm becoming the governor is because I want to serve the people of Hawaii. I'm, I'm fed up with the politicians that say the same thing over and over and over again. Enough is enough. Uh-oh, what was that noise, Kavika? Oh, no, that's okay. That's my other phone ringing right next to me. So I I got other people who sometimes late, sometimes early, they like check in, but I'll let them sit for now. You're you're right in the center of the view. So, uh... Did so, I answer your question? Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's a good start, and for as much time as we have, it's a nice place to be on that thought. But since we only have so much time, we'll get to know more about you another time, I'm sure. Let's get into the thick and talk about, you know, what's what's the biggest thing that you think you can serve the public on in policy? Where's your start? Where Where's the tip of the iceberg and how does it trickle down? Well, I think you, there are so many ways to start. I, I, I don't care which island you live on. That's the primary islands. But you pick. It's not for me to pick my challenges. It's for each island member to say this is going on in my island. Mm. 
Hey, I live in Makaha. So when I see children living in the sand on the beach, it's pretty hard for me to stomach as a professional realtor in the islands when their people are selling homes for $43 million and these kids are living in the sand and the dirt. So I think we start with the people who need the most help, and that's the children and our kapunas. The young and the old are always the one that needs the most help first. You don't want to help the people that don't need any help. You want to help the people that need the help the most. Yes. They're the canary in the coal mine. So uh, with that being said, you know, it's funny that, that you start right there because I've actually been talking to a, a good amount of uh, Kahului candidates here on Maui that they're, they're really confused uh, as how over the years there's been so much promise of affordable housing programs and not just for like low income, but even like some kind of sensibility to the market for, for residents to even move up in life. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Maui, are you kidding me? I, Maui is one of the wealthiest islands of all the chains. When I fly into Maui, there are more private jets on that island than anywhere else. Now, Kavika, we have to tell our people who have a lot of money, it's not a bad thing. Yes. You don't look at, don't think it's, you should be guilty about it. either your family or your, someone in your family or someone making money as long as you make it in somewhat of an ethical way, right? But what I say is if you have so much excess money, like all our people who live in, you know, in up, uh, I mean, anywhere you want to go in in uh, McKenna or Wailea or Kula or upcountry, mm-hmm. there are multi-million dollar states. Or if you have so much, Oprah, you're billionaires. Give to the people that don't have any. Let's build something in Maui that we call the Oprah Winfrey Shelter. Anything that you share your wealth with the people in your community. That's what we want to tell the wealthy people of the state of Hawaii. It is not a bad thing to be wealthy, okay? But it is a bad thing to not share your wealth if you have more for people that are in need of it in your community, whether it be a park, cleanup, anything that helps you. Because if you take money from the wealthy and you go put it somewhere else, then it's the same thing over and over again. But anywhere you find in Hawaii, you find that we have ourselves the the kind of shadiness is coming where you know that gleam of keeping everything pristine is starting to lose its picturesque view of hawaii mm-hmm. so, so i love maui yeah. kavika maui is the closest place to heaven when i'm in ulapalakua and i look out into the bean i'm literally yes. looking in heaven that's okay? right but you go into some of the back roads into the jungles and, and you and you go down and, and you know down by KCC and all those places and where you, you know, it's, people are still suffering. Well, and I think that there, I mean, that's a huge systemic problem, you know, that we've accumulated over years, even since, you know, as far back as before statehood. I mean, we have generations that have their equity has been impacted since day one, but then we have all these crazy new things propping up. Like, you know, when, when I started my move back home, I was very, <laughs> I was very intrigued at like this whole woofing thing and, and all of this, this, that I, I don't know how much you know about it. I'm still trying to learn about it, but my, my friends, you know, in Maui have been trying to explain to me this whole seduction of mainland folks being drawn out to the islands to be like 
slave labor for private or corporate farms and then they get stuck out here and then they're also part of our our you know they're part of our problem but then we got to take care of them because now they're here you know we can't get rid of them but um do you have any thoughts on that of course because here's what here's here's my theory and what my campaign song theme is man in the mirror woman in the mirror yeah if we did not allow it to happen it would not happen Mm -hmm. a human being cannot be cannot you cannot figure out that puzzle that is the world's greatest rubik cube as a human being all we can try to do is have responsibility for ourselves and the people around us if the wealthy if they bring in people from anywhere on the world and they make them as as indentured servants here what kind of people are the people who will see this happening yes. the neighbors that are living in the billion dollar areas oh my god look at the they got some new help but look at that poor girl i've never seen her leave the property Whatever it may be, that those things cannot happen, and we allow them to happen because we see them when we don't say anything. Right on. So the next question, then, because you're actually my first. Uh, you know, if you're running for governor, the one thing you got to know is one of the biggest industries that contributes to the wealth of Hawaii, and that's the film and entertainment industry. So, with you having history in that, um, I'd love to know your thoughts on the effects of like the union non-union gateway and especially like the ultra low budget sag numbers and how like i'm really like i can get how like an ultra low budget sag film can work in a place like sandusky ohio because it's you know bfe nowhere low low economy no inflation but then how does stuff like that still happen on an island with a much higher cost of living percentage than anywhere else yet we you know just like those woofer farms we kind of have woofer movies out here too sometimes you know what i'm saying you know absolutely for first of all whoever the film commissioner is to allow that to happen should not happen hawaii is a magical place that you cannot find the production value that you have here and still be in the united states of america amen so so how amen so how we make it so it doesn't happen i'm sorry you don't have the budget to shoot in hawaii you're gonna have to go to somewhere else because the people that do have the budget in hawaii that need union and non-union help to work on these big budget shows these tv shows you're kind of depleting away from what they're trying to do. You're actually adding more of a, of a hindrance because now you at an ultra low budget, what we call guerrilla mm-hmm. tactics, you're making your, cause we all are movie people. I don't yep. care if you have a hundred billion dollar budget or a $10 budget. If you are out there shooting camera and you look like you're in the movie business, they're going to call you movie people. Wherever we go. Hey, have you seen the movie people in town? If we allow again, we allow it to happen because someone says, hey, look, I don't, please, I only got this, but that. I didn't even want Kavika want to even think about, hey, look, here's a beautiful peach pie my wife made for you. Oh, what's this envelope in that peach pie? You ever see the movie Shawshank Redemption? Oh, yes. So you remember that scene? Oh, yes. So those are the things that, come on, guys, really? You cannot, we should make Hawaii a place for people who can afford to enjoy its beauty, its beauty mess. If you can't shoot, shoot in Hawaii, that's not my fault. Go get some more money. Okay. When you have the money, we'll allow you to come in, but you're going to pay your, your labor. If it's non-union, you're going to pay it at the scale rate of a union member. You might have to not to pay the P and E and all that, but you're going to pay these people what they deserve because it's very expensive to live in Hawaii. Absolutely. You know, I gotta say, you know, 
uh, on as someone who dances the line uh, and 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 really sticks more to the the non-union aspect these days on small Maui kind pictures is that you know I notice some of these kids below the line they take on these jobs in hopes of a dream but then they find themselves out of a house by movie number three you know absolutely and then I listen we don't want to go in that rabbit hole all the horribleness that is that is the offshoot of the movie business yeah what you want to do is there's so many great movies that have been shot in Hawaii, tv shows iconic yes. shows mm-hmm. made people iconic worldwide we want to we that's what we want to talk about we want to talk about the light because look i always tell people i would love to tell people listen if you and which i will and any in front of any audience or whatever because if you try to keep on spitting in our face, keep on disrespecting our lands and our culture, we will beat you up at some certain point. Now, I know that's a very aggressive thing to say, but it's the truth here in Hawaii. In Hawaii, we're a different people. We actually don't yell, we fight, mm-hmm. including our women. Yeah. So it, it is one of those things. I don't know if you remember the 1996 Sand Island tragedy. A little bit. I was still a bit young back then, but I I remember a bit of it as a kid. So do I. I mean, I I was born in 64. Are we going to wait till we have some poor sucker have a shotgun taped to his, pointed at his head with the brother has his so far bummed out that he's got it taped to his hand? Mm. See, if we could try to prevent the stupidity that we've had for so many years in Hawaii, then we might be able to take care of everyone and the and so that's what i feel about uh non-union union film remember yeah. if we make it exclusive because it is hawaii you'll only bring the right the right people right on you are the company you keep at the end of the day absolutely right on so uh let's let's get away from that a bit because i feel that's kind of like a centralized topic to a very niche crowd even though it's a lot of voters but um you know back to the general public after housing after establishing some kind of fiduciary responsibility and equity in the people of hawaii like what what do the people see on the horizon as you would if, if you were to take office you know um what what's the extension beyond that what's 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 beyond the horizon of just these things that we see in front of us just the trees what's beyond the trees well we have to think about our future because we can't like say oh my god we got to fix things now for this year we have to think two three five ten years from now what's going to happen that's the most important part you know in hawaii we cannot do that anymore we, we are the second most tourist destination place on earth. We, uh, we have to make sure that we, first of all, stop the sink, sink the, the boat from sinking. Because our boat is sinking. Yes. And we're so many more people here that we're going to have something, we, you know, we're going to hit an iceberg, so to speak. We're going to Titanic. Mm-hmm. So the immediate thing is we have to stop the people. And I know this is terrible to say again, Kavika. We have to give everyone who does not belong here a six-month window to, to give them, well, you're going to go back where you came from. And But we have to give the people that need our assistance somewhere to go. Yes. We can keep people out keep, you know, and move them from round to round if they have nowhere to go. So that means that we have to work with the United States government because they are partners here in Hawaii. 
And we have to work with the media people that need help. Once we start getting the people that do not belong here and go back, we can have more funds for the people that deserve it, that try to live here, even if it's in the bushes. And then we start thinking about the future, especially the fact that, come on, we are, there are so many cars in Hawaii and no one cares. What about the green people of the world? You know, look, we, how, what do we do with all our trash? I mean, I'm so shocked that, first of all, no one even picks up trash in Hawaii. What do we do with all our trash? How are we going to forsake in the future of taking care of our trash situation? And here in Oahu, where we have almost 80% of the entire state on one island, what about our black water, our sewer systems? Mm -hmm. What about the things that are just basic essentials to everyone's health and happiness? You see it happen all the time on Oahu. I don't know how many water mains break over there on Maui, but things like that are, you know, and and you guys have all that land, all that poisoned land. Then what are we supposed to do with that? How are we going to make that to help the people of Maui? How are we going to make it evil, e- easier for people to come through, come to each island? I mean, we. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't here for the super ferry, but to not have any other means of, of way of going through except for one of these big big five companies that have been here forever. Yeah, that I mean, sense. yeah. For for a a uh, for a a once proud nation of seafarers, we're really bad about driving a boat like a thousand feet to our neighbors. You know. That's what I'm saying. What happened to that? Now, again, we're going to keep everyone responsible because if we are seafarers and we do start with the Aloha and finish with the law, we always have to try to remember that. The challenge is, Kavika, every brada brada has been insisted, I've been put to such duress that it really is going to do something critical. There will be a critical mass. So for the future, we need to stop the, the, let's first stop the boat from sinking. Let's plug up the the holes. Then from there, we have to get the smartest people around us to figure out how to make things work. Dig it. So since we don't have too much time for this first time talking together, what is something that you feel that the people of Hawaii can activate on their own? That because I feel that there's a lot there. I I like the fact that you you are servant leadership oriented, but I also feel that we are in a time where there's not enough civic and community engagement from either side. And I mean that's half the reason why I'm here is because I don't feel that it's it's done enough. Uh, but what can the people do? You know, not only looking to you and your campaign, but what can what can you send the people off with? Just a little manao right now for what they can be doing for Hawaii in the meantime. Look in the mirror, ask yourself, are you doing the right thing for your family and your friends around you in your neighborhood? That's you, what you what's the what I want everyone to do. And if you are, then you should be very good about yourself. But if you're not, then you have to do the right thing. We have to start telling the truth and doing the right thing. Right on. Well. So before we close out, I got to ask you, can I get you back on in about a month's time? Anytime you want me, I'm here for you. My job is to serve the people of Hawaii. Dig it. Dig it. All right. And for the last bit, could you tell the folks at home how they can follow you, get in contact with you, find your website, donate to your campaign or volunteer? My phone number is 808-971-1000. You can call me anytime for any questions that you'd like. Dig it. Sweet and to the point. 
Well, it's, it's, here's the thing. My, 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 I wrote a Hawaiian children's book about mana, you know, and I'm a very simple man because it's the simple things that matter the most to people. Well, Moses, thank you for, uh, for jamming with me today, bro. Uh, got a lot to absorb, got a lot to think about for the next time we talk, because you, you got, you got a lot of answers and I'm interested into hearing them all. So and I'm sure the people will too, uh, but we got to make sure to give everybody equal time every time. So I want to just thank you, Mahalo, for joining me today. Mahalo ke You got it, brother. Call me anytime. Appreciate right, it. Thank cheers. you, guys. Thank you. Aloha. Rabbit Holes is a Manava Cow production. This episode was produced by Kadika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez. Make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue.